Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week, we are thrilled to have a returning guest to the podcast, Trevor Dunbar of the BAA and now Boston University's coaching staff. Since we last had him on, Trevor moved from Boulder to Boston, got a new contract and joined a new team, and began his coaching career down the road at BU. We were lucky to also have Zach Prescott, a BU senior and one of Trevor's athletes, co-host, and had a great conversation about Trevor's transition, new adventures, and lessons learned. We busted out a new segment called Thank You Next, and Trevor also gave us his Best of Boston 2018 picks. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and don't forget to subscribe. I guess I should also ask you to rate us five stars, too, which is nice, but, you know... You don't have to if you don't want to. But uh, anyways, until next time, this has been Run Your Mouth. It's working and everything. So glad. Oh man, welcome to Run Your Mouth, long run talk for long talking runners. I'm your host, David Melly. Um, I'm here with uh, my co-host and hero of the hour, Ooh. Zach Prescott, who <laughs> found the correct chord after many technical difficulties and me <laughs> sprinting all the way to uh, the window store in my flip-flops in, in the, the rain. rain. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Uh, we realized after all that that it was not worth it or not needed. But uh, our guest this week, uh, one of our one of our first returning guests is Trevor Dunbar, <laughs> a Boston man now. The last time we talked, you were still in Boulder, but in town for the marathon, and now you're here for good. Yeah, Jeez. a lot has changed in my life, but it's it's fun to come back here with you and. Uh, you got a taste for... Catch you, you guys know. all up on what I've been up to. So, <laughs> I think we were talking about how I was just coaching myself and what that was like, and now I've kind of... Yeah, you were definitely out at like a, a transition oh, point God, yeah. when uh, the last time we talked, and it's, it's great to see, uh, you know, everything going along swimmingly now, which is uh, exciting. But uh, you're, run, you're running for Adidas and the NBAA, yep. living in Cambridge, and... Uh, coaching at Boston University. In fact, coaching uh, Zach over here. We have a a coach-athlete podcast here going on. Love it. From self-coach to coached. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. When I was in that transitional period you mentioned, it was, I came on your pod during uh, Boston Marathon weekend and was just visiting and kind of thinking about where I wanted to go in my life. And I said, you know, one thing that I feel like is a career I want to get into and I could be really good at and it would make a lasting, like, um, it would be something that I would really value and kind of have meaningful purpose was get into coaching, like share my passion with others and kind of like inspire people to reach their goals in running and so I said I want to go somewhere I can still run and I need a coach because I was just in my head too much, coaching myself, I think, and so I looked at all the things, I, I need to start getting some coaching experience at the at the college level, is what I wanted to do, so kind of, um, it all came together, like, coming here, my new coach, Ricardo Santos, with BAA, and being able to work with Paul Spangler and the coaching staff at BU, um, kind of got the BAA situation sorted first, and at the marathon weekends that was kind of like where I started getting the ball rolling didn't mention it on the podcast back in March but um April sorry um but now flash forward to here we are I was able to meet a couple BU guys at the epicenter (laughs) here at the tracksmith house during a long run this summer and kind of like that got me thinking about BU is a possible destination, and now it's really cool to see how it all comes comes together. Full circle, yeah. yeah. It started here, too. Look at that. The yeah. The center. Yeah. <laughs> the track house, it's where it happens, you know? Um, that's awesome, yeah. And it's, you know, I think a couple uh, a couple parts of that jumped out at me. I know, like, I, we were talking about this on the run this morning, but self-coaching, man. I don't, it works for some people, but far and few between. I don't, I, I find that having just one other person to talk to, you know, people talk about good coaches, bad coaches, 
more than anything else, I think you just you need one other person <laughs> to yeah, just need, have that second opinion to, uh, to talk to things about, organize a plan. I think what I was doing was like, oh, some coaches are too stubborn, you know. You got to have flexibility. But then I was going on the extreme of that. I was too flexible, so I was <laughs> hopping into bits and pieces of other people's workouts, and I could never get. When I took a step back, nothing was really making sense, and I was kind of like running okay, but really not really kind of able to question things, and it wasn't a situation to build the best fitness and definitely not building the best confidence when I'm questioning every step of the way. So I really am happy with how, how it's worked out now and kind of uh, getting to spend time with Zach and yeah. the BU men and women has been, been a good, healthy balance. Yeah, I feel like it's so hard when you're like, I mean, you're taught to like buy into a coach's program a lot of the time. So like when you are the coach, like the thought of like buying into your own program sounds a little ridiculous. You're like constantly second guessing yourself. I can't imagine even like, because like there's days where you, even if you disagree with your coach, you're just like, I'm going to blindly trust you and hope this gets me somewhere. So yeah. a little easier to do when it's another person. And David, you know. who's your coach again? My, so my coach, uh, who listens to the podcast, hi, Zeb. Um, <laughs> he's better. He's in monitoring you. Yeah, yeah so he's uh, my college coach, Zeb Lang, um, uh, who is now uh, assistant coaching at Colorado State. So, very nice, very nice. Hell yeah. Go Rams. Yeah, he's the best. Um, his, uh, he's helped, helps out with um, their post-grad program that just got, I think, six at Club Nuts. Um, yeah. And the team score, so that was very there. exciting. At a deep club Nats, too. Yeah. What'd you Boys think? Boys were messing around over there. That, club Nats <laughs> that for was you. a wild experience. You know, it's, that race has been one that's been getting better and better. I went out there with the BA team last weekend in Spokane. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely thought I was ready and confident going in, and I was humbled a little bit. I mean, I definitely didn't run terrible, but 16th place was hoping I'd be, like, up in the top 10. Um... We went out really fast. It was a crazy race. Like the, you ran David as well, and like. Oh, I was the, at the start. I was flat out sprinting. Yeah. Like I think also I was just like doing all this like half training this fall. Probably didn't help my foot speed yeah. too much, but it felt very hard. And yeah. someone I think uh, Lewis was saying that he went out in like fiftieth and came through the mile in four thirty something. It was. Mm. Yeah, it's it was so a stampede, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but cool, though, like, cool that everyone's sort of in one place. I know it's interesting because it almost kind of seems like there's no point in having, like, club, club cross and U.S. cross anymore. It's kind of, like, yeah. blurred into one and the same, but... Um, yeah, the same cast of characters almost. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice, you know, it's like uh, Falmouth or Manchester or something like that of, like, you know, the big range of, like, the top top tier guys and then sort of um a bunch of teams too and it's cool to have it's cool to have teams you know having like those the brooks teams and tin man and those guys all with these professional groups kind of running a team race you never get to see that that's what makes cross so good like you can't i mean like cross country is one thing and like i feel like you watch on the international stage it's fun because you get to like obviously root for a country or your your own country but like the best part of cross is that the team mentality. So mm-hmm. I feel like the fact that you get that at club cross is the club nationals is so huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, it's the one race I've probably run more in my post collegiate career than any other race. Consistently, probably. like every year, I want to go there because I. That's why I'm into coaching now and hanging out with Zach every mm-hmm. day. Uh, is <laughs> just to be around that team atmosphere. Yeah. You know, it gives yeah. me energy, oh, and I try and 100%. get energy back into it. And it's just like. It didn't really it's such a cool thing to be a part of. It didn't really make sense for my schedule this year, but I was like, I'm doing it because yeah, it's yeah. so fun. It's uh, and most listeners probably know the club cross is legendary for the after party, and I think having yeah, those I don't know. Together, there's nothing going on in December, so it really makes a lot of sense <laughs> to really run a hard race and then go hard afterwards. Some <laughs> of that stuff we might not, uh, you know, mention on the podcast, <laughs> but uh, it's it's a good time. Highly recommend. Details, Dave has no idea what you're talking about. He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, uh, I guess I, I was going to say there's plenty of stories that we could tell from yeah. Club Cross, but I don't, uh, I feel a little bad mentioning names of people who haven't necessarily given their consent to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, their debauchery we brought up. like libel laws around that and stuff. Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I was, uh, I'm always re- reminded that when I run into people who, um, reference things that I have said on the podcast, I'm always a little reminded 
to not talk shit more than I should <laughs> because um, that'll that'll come back to bite me eventually. I'll yeah. say something that I forget to edit out or something. And That's valid. <laughs> someone will be mad at me, but uh, who's who's on your list right now? The the main run your mouth. Shitless. Shitless? <laughs> the, the rivals, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Who's the, like, well, my, I mean, my podcast nemesis yeah. is Kyle Merber. Kyle Merber, yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Um, but I Huge would say, jerk. if anyone's on my shit list right now, we can get into this, actually. <laughs> call, we'll have a call-out podcast. It's fucking uh, Harvard Track and Field. It's oh. on my shit list right Ooh. now. Oh. Ooh, that's a BU rival. I, I know. I feel like I shouldn't speak on that, but go ahead. You should. Uh, well, <laughs> Trevor knows all run too well. Yeah, run your mouth, man. I'm going to run my mouth over here. <laughs> they resurfaced their track. And Ooh. it's, quote-unquote, closed, yeah. but somehow... Right. Uh, Third you fastest know, track in the... Town right now. Third <laughs> fastest track in Boston. Boston yeah. facility access is definitely a delicate thing. Yeah, we're well, very open, spoiled here with it. a number of indoor tracks, but I mean, the, the open secret of Harvard was always that you could you could always get into Harvard and work out sort of whenever mm-hmm. you know, not when they had practice or anything, but in the mornings and stuff. Which was as a post grad runner, you know, with a like nine to five job, it was so critical that you could you know kind of get in get in there at six thirty in the morning on a Wednesday and work out. And as they've resurfaced it, they've um, started claiming to people that they are closed and then upping you can still measures. and then uh, you know and then I see Justin Britton's photos every week of uh, <laughs> oh. BAA and New Balance and Saucony having no trouble getting on the track. So it didn't seem too close to me. So. Mm. I was not, uh, I'm not too happy with them right now, and, and folks have reached out, because, because, you know, it's like, people say, like, uh, you know, it's like, well, well, you guys have gotten, like, a free ride all these years, and yeah. the reality is, you know, it's like, well, you know, everyone I've talked to is basically, you know, we'll pay, we're, you know, we're happy to, you know, yeah, pay for yeah. a pass or it's something, just it. tell us what we gotta do, yeah. and they've been, uh, dragging their feet, mm-hmm. to well, say the least. It's so. unfortunate, because, like, I mean, the big three, uh, like, the Harvard track, Reggie, and, BU's track are all owned not by like the coaching staff or the programs that run in them, but by this like university overall. So they're like so much less motivated. I feel like well, to to make those available to the public because they're like, no, they're for our track team. And even though the track team's like, come here, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, use our track. Reggie does have a pass. It's just pretty. It's pretty far away from where I live, and oh, it's okay. also their hours are fairly limited i think because they have so much going on there all the time are they still um, owned by roxbury or is that i, I think they're like owned. they're publicly owned but then mm-hmm. also like managed by roxbury community college right. it's it's a little complex but um yeah it's uh especially just because of the number of people i mean that's the cool thing about boston is like there are so many people <laughs> who are still like yeah. uh you know running out post-collegiately yeah. um that rely on stuff like that so yeah i do i do think the uh Harvard reorganization and uh, resurfacing project is going to be finished here pretty soon, so hopefully start in... Yeah, fingers crossed, you know, but uh, it's interesting. Uh, Trevor has no uh, indemnity (laughs) for any of my comments, just let the record show. This does not reflect the, uh, you know, the opinions of BU or (laughs) Trevor Dunbar Incorporated. But, uh, he has a hat he's wearing right now. It says BU coach. And he's taking that one off and he's putting Trevor Dunbar oh, he's putting hats on and off. Yeah. You just can't see it. You can't see it because this is a podcast. You know, I would never, the Vibe brand, man, I would never, uh, <laughs> you know, want to infringe on your. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, that's, uh, other than that, I'm pretty happy. I don't have a lot of shit to talk on anybody, you know? Things are going well. People nice. are generally pretty friendly. That's good. Keep runners Thanks. in Boston, it is a unique place for that. Like, there is. Just a lot of uh, mutual respect, I think. Yeah. For a city that's stereotypically mm-hmm. vicious and mean, People our runners tend run- to be rather <laughs> nice. <And the> <laughs> People <laughs> always say that, yeah. It's like, like but the Boston running community, at least, is like so inclusive. Yeah, Although, I, I will say one thing that I d- didn't realize was unusual until I went somewhere else is that people in Boston don't say hi to other runners. Like, when you pass them, oh, like, no. no one acknowledges anyone. It's just like, the way that I've always grown up knowing it. And then, I, like, when I went to college, we would be on a run and someone would run past and, like, people hey, good morning, how are you? Yeah. I like I just like, the, the single head nod there. It, it says a lot. It doesn't have to say anything. Don't ooh, spend yeah. the energy. Just, like, hey, I'm out here doing something. Yeah. You're out here doing something. Boom. Head best, nod isn't bad, uh, yeah. yeah. And the best is when you see someone running fast towards you and they toss you the head nod and, and you're like, oh, exactly. God, like, this yeah. guy gets it. Like, he knows. <laughs> I feel I've, good about myself. I've literally been... <laughs> 
driving the along half, the river. The oh, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, that's the ultimate sign of respect yeah. in Boston. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been driving along the river before and seen like from far away and just seen someone and been like. Their shorts are short enough that I probably know who they are. Yeah, honestly. No, honestly. <laughs> if we, if at least I don't know who they are, we have a mutual friend, I'm yeah. sure, if I pulled over right now. <laughs> I've gone on some easy runs with Zach here, and uh, it's amazing how many people this guy knows in yeah, this city. We were just guy. talking about this. I mean, I was, I like, born and raised, so I yeah. was like, I gotta get out of here, because I just... Every every dude grinding in Boston right now, I feel like I just know. <laughs> like, that's I nice. Anyone who comes to the mini meets at BU Track and Field, I, I know their name. I've <laughs> been in enough circles where I'm like starting to get the the vibe where I'm running on the Charles and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna recognize someone. Oh no, it's yeah, it's nice yeah. though. You know, it's like it's a it's a big small town. Yeah. Where did you where in the Boston area did you grow up? I was like 30 minutes south of here. Uh, I was from Weymouth, Mass. Weymouth? Yeah. I, I think we've had this conversation. Yeah, where are you from? Yeah, I'm from Newton. I'm Newton, from that's right. Just Newton down south. the road. Right. We talked a lot about uh, Trevor's Alaska origins on mm. his last episode of the podcast, mm. but he's come come a long way in that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's def- it definitely feels different, for sure, being out here, and I think now that I've been out here for a while, uh, the time zone difference of like Ooh. communicating with my family in Alaska and my friends are mostly on Pacific time, so it <laughs> Got to adjust the leads, sleep schedule. It definitely a leads bit. me to be more of a night person and yeah. less of a morning person, which is not good for my running. But uh, <laughs> I think I've I've adjusted decently now and kind of like know when when to uh, communicate best. So yeah, do you like Cambridge? I do like Cambridge. Yeah, I feel like for my life it is such a convenient place to live and although it's kind of expensive I have two random roommates and one bathroom which is not great and it's kind of a high cost of living but um overall like it's easy to get to BU running is okay on the Charles like getting down there and it's like easy to get to practice with BAA in the morning so I and I'm also working at a, a running store Heartbreak Hill, shout out to Dan and Justin giving me that chance. Um, You're a hustler, man. Like, I'm hustling for Honestly. sure, but everything is so convenient is what I'm what I'm getting at there, and it's uh, it's been good living in Cambridge. I live in Central Square. It's like pretty, it's a good spot. pretty central. <laughs> central. Hence the name. I remember running into you uh, re- relatively shortly after you started working at Heartbreak and being like, how are things going? And you're like, I'm tired. <laughs> I <laughs> was. Know? It definitely took I had to back off on some things, like... I really now I'm I'm wanting to put a lot more time and energy into the BU team and getting to know the men's and women's mm-hmm. there is like over this semester has been it's been about learning each person and yeah. the first step I had to learn everyone's name <laughs> which is no small task big teams like, that's I, hard yeah I messed up a lot of people's names but Zach and these guys they're very patient with me <laughs> I figured them out now and I have ever. I'm gonna have to restart because now we have track season. I don't know anyone <laughs> on the actual oh yeah non-distance teams yeah. event uh, name, but I'm sure I'll get there. And now, I definitely want to like keep the ball rolling with with these guys into the indoor and outdoor season. And when I when I first came here, I was like training, trying to get my fat ass in shape. <laughs> I was Thicky boy working working at the running store and just getting started with BU and now I'm I'm wanting to get in better shape I'm in somewhat of good shape and start kicking asses in my races and like help build these guys into champions and I think we're we're (laughs) well on our way so it's been it's been good yeah my favorite thing that you do is like uh, Trevor will be all be on a run like all like you know 15 or 16 of us and he'll he'll start in the back and like be talking to two guys kind of in the back and just as the run works out, he'll just like slowly move up oh, to the like front. That. That's good. Like stop and check in on everyone. It's so Zach's funny. Zach's usually the last guy I get to. Zach and Ian have really, they're two of the older guys and have put together some nice long runs. He is, I totally did not mean that he's put, he's a pace pusher or one step. <laughs> just like to be in control. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. I, I will say I am. That's a bad habit of mine that I have been trying to crack lately is uh, I'm a little bit of a half-stepper. I'm one of those oh, guys. And You're we self-aware did it. about it, though. I'm self-aware about it. 
do you feel like you've learned um, learned interesting things about coaching that you uh, had not expected going in? Uh, well, BU is interesting because we are really the epicenter of like the northeast indoor season, and so like so much is like me directing during the winter time, yeah. and so I will be honest, I'm not really like. I'm just helping as much as I can, but I realize how much time and effort and energy needs to be put into that aspect of it to really get the program moving to its full full potential. And so Coach Johnson and Coach Spangler really uh, do a great job with, with that, which is... Well, we, we appreciate it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they're just so good at it. They spend so much time. Yeah, it's it's like, Especially when we get into, like, the, you know, Valentine, Terrier, all those big, big meets that they're mm-hmm. going to get. Like, I mean, like... They're just, they're just seating all day, and they well, get their I, crazy requests. I've always been really imp- this is going to sound like such like fake flattery or whatever, but I've always been really impressed with how responsive Spangler is. Like, yeah. for, a, for a couple times over the years, I've like had to email him something, and mm-hmm. like he's always like super friendly, responsive right off the bat. It's it's good you bring that up because when I was wanting to get into coaching, I was like, okay, I'm going to get my my life sorted in Boston first, um, and want once I was kind of here for a couple of weeks and could relax, I was like, all right, it's time. Like the cross country season's right on its way. Let's see where I want to, if any of these coaches, the schedule's going to work. Yeah. Like if, if any of these are going to work out. So the first person I emailed was Spangler and I had a list of other schools I was going to reach out to too, but I didn't reach out to any of them because Spangler <laughs> got back to me within the, First five minutes. Hold on, maybe uh, this is maybe we're uh, like, opening a can of worms. Can every every person tomorrow? that ever ran a wants to run a BU is going to mm-hmm. just be like hitting up Spangler for favors from now on. Yeah. So no, they get don't that bother in. don't bother Spangler guys. Yeah, Spangler nice. alone, he's <laughs> got enough to worry about. Yeah, he gets yeah. enough he gets enough requests to see guys at four flat who have run you know four thirty two. Well, this is I will say it's definitely. Uh, it's one of the things that I find interesting, um, and maybe this maybe it's a weird question to bring up with uh, Zach here, but I can just um, leave the room. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> we'll cut it. Earmuffs. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you, you know, obviously, I, I mean, I think of us as you're like I think like a year or two older than me, but like I, th- I still think of us as like college age, like definitely college maturity level. <laughs> um, but it is, you know, there's, it's, you know, you run with the guys and stuff, but like there's obviously sort of like a necessary level of boundaries to, you know, set and maintain. And I know, um, one of my, one of my buddies that is coaching high schoolers now, he was, he was saying that that's, uh, definitely like a challenge for him to sort of like know that it's like, oh, you want to be one of the boys, but like, you know, you really have to also not like you know, engage on things that are not necessarily, uh, you know, appropriate for you to engage on. And it's, it, yeah, that's, that seems tough. I, I don't know if you've had to like, sort of like run into that at all. Yeah, I think it's definitely a learning experience, but I mean, what makes it, what makes it easier is our, our staff is so good and coach Spengler leads the way, uh, coach Oropesa, Connor Oropesa is, around my age as well, and she's the assistant coach, I'm volunteer assistant, um, and they've just done a really good job, and kind of like, it's been pretty follow, easy follow to the lead. follow the lead, <laughs> yeah, for me, and I definitely am someone who's going to want to bring a lot of energy and share my experiences with everyone, and I've, I do get excited about things, and like you said, one of the boys, like, it's easy to kind of like, Give the chest bumps or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> we we also you know keep it pretty professional and everything, and everything's been moving right along. So and so it's like um, you know I feel like any sort of running situation there there are times when you have like a big pretty big like age gap in terms of yeah. you know like who's who's there, and I always you know catch myself sometimes. I'll be like, what you know like why is this kid, like, acting, like, so immature? And I'm like, because oh, he's 19. Like, <laughs> that's why he's acting immature, you know? Let like, kids be kids. <laughs> the beauty of this situation, David, is I'm not getting any younger. So <laughs> this age gap is getting uh, bigger yeah. and bigger. So I get older. <laughs> you got to get into the ground floor. It gets weird close. They say the, the same age, yeah. <laughs> I'll appreciate, like, 
considering myself you know i've been called anywhere this season from different people from uh someone thought i was a freshman on the team <laughs> okay and he was a recruit. pretty i was going to say back, pretty like, solid recruiting what? pickup last yeah. year <laughs> job. he thought i was a freshman on the team and then another guy was a uh, not even on our team he was just friend of the program and he he asked me if i was a masters runner interesting mm-hmm. so i've someone thought i was yeah. over 40 years old and another person thought i was 18 19 years old so i, I don't remember know how, old, how old do i look guys <laughs> i think you look about you right here yeah, like you're 27 right yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah i remember when i used to i used to co- work at summer camps um when I was, like, in high school and stuff, and asking, like, a five-year-old how old they think you are is always an adventure. Oh, they, they They'll be like, I'll be, like, 16. Yeah. They're like, you're 40? I'm like, close, not quite. Exactly. You know? <laughs> um, would you, I always, I always ask uh, one of my fun, uh, you know, scheming ways to create interesting dynamics is uh, asking people their first impressions. Ooh. Do you have, what was your uh, first impression of uh, Coach Travzak? Oh, man. All right. So I got to be the real one? No, it's going <laughs> to... No, I feel like he, he there's there's this, like, quiet wisdom about Coach Trevor. And I don't know, it, it's, like, half mystery and half just, like, he knows a lot of shit. And so I feel like there's this nice, like, combination that comes together where he just has, like, all this crazy experience. Um, and then on top of that is, like, initially reserved and then gets to know you and kind of is like super friendly um that the creates mr. It's, miyagi it creates this exactly i was literally going to use that like mr miyagi just like 27 year old mr miyagi um, vibe which is which is great um and like i was gonna I, we were talking it's funny when you like talk about one of, like being one of the boys it's like i feel like bu has this weird nice dynamic where like there is a level of maturity on the team and there's a level of maturity like within the coaching staff that like I mean, when Bruce was here, he was still one of the boys, and he was 70 years old when he, he was done coaching with us. So, like, it's, there's a nice, it's a very close dynamic. So he, he came into a, a good time and a good team yeah. for his personality, yeah. I think, Family especially. Atmosphere. Yeah, 100%. Weirdo, it's my, Zab, my coach, uh, definitely, um, he won't mind me saying this, uh, <laughs> has maintained his college level of maturity well yeah. into his uh, mid-30s. And I remember, like, we... <laughs> Sometimes we'd be, like, in the dining hall at brunch on, like, a recruiting weekend with the recruits, and then, like, the dining hall staff would be, like, yelling at Zeb for fucking around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he was just, like, some random freshman That's on the awesome. team, but... That, that was one of my hesitations initially was uh, when Zach and the guys uh, asked me to go to dining hall, and I was like, ah, I don't know, maybe I should just keep my distance, let them do their thing, let their... And then I... Once I went there once, it hard, hard <laughs> it's a slippery slope, food, yeah. you know, I was yeah. like, oh man, uh, I, I'll get my meals be... where I can get them, you know. And, and the best part is the week after you came, I think Spangler was like, oh, that's something. I think I, you must have said something to him <laughs> because the week after you he came, ran, he, oh. uh, he was like, hey, uh. He's going to the dining hall, and we were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to angle for yeah, the yeah. He was in there, like, eating his pulled pork sandwiches and all that stuff. So you inspired. I will say, if there's two things that I miss more than anything else about college, it's uh, all-you-can-eat dining halls. Oh, God, it's so good. And people doing your athletic laundry for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I got that now, too. Yeah, so that that's is, the real dream right there. That was huge. Yeah, it's big. It's big. <laughs> Who needs a salary when you get your running shorts oh, washed yeah. and uh, meal swipes? You that's the dream. You can literally run in the same thing every day. No. I don't, but it's clean every day. So yeah, you have the option. You guys don't have to like wear, like I know some teams are really intense about like you have to wear your BU stuff to practice and stuff like that. Like, There's no like rule per se, but we do. I mean, like we just like to look like a team. So like yeah. we just don't, you know, like we, we, we have a like in like a quiet team rule that's like don't wear your high school gear because you don't want to be that team that has like their freshman rolling up and they're, you know. NXN gear while we're all wearing BU stuff because yeah. I mean they look you they look a, a fool we look a fool we get a ton of stuff from Under Armour well I was gonna say that's so the like, dream yeah. right there <laughs> so <laughs> like there's no reason to wear anything else because like your locker's full of BU stuff and you want to rep your school that was always a point of contention in schools we didn't get quite as much uh, gear as uh, we otherwise would have liked yeah, it's a big difference we were so I came in we were on the we were on a Nike contract and then we were on a New Balance contract and then my junior year we got the Under Armour contract and it's like Night and day, we get so much gear now. Yeah, I have, um, um, Under Armour does BC as well. Yeah. And one of my best friends from high school went to BC, and I remember her being like, do you want, like, a duffel bag or six? Because I have way too yeah. many. <laughs> it's crazy. 
No, they're really good to us, which is nice. We had our only rule was you uh, couldn't wear orange because we we hate Princeton like more uh, than anything else. So like orange or practice, unacceptable. unacceptable. We're pretty loosey goosey. Other than that, um, I can imagine uh, at Oregon things were a little <laughs> a little more uh, tightly run ship. <laughs> yes, and no. I mean, I I don't remember there being ever any. Strict. We had a kind of a loose team rule where you didn't wear the racing gear at practice. Yeah, we have that one. And too. I remember. Well, that's just good. For, that's really? just good form, <laughs> just you know. Form. Like <laughs> it's bad juju. You can't wear your uniform when you're not racing. Yeah. yeah. I remember one situation where that kind of was a an issue, but all in all, it was pretty very professionally run yeah. in the U of O days, and we all loved our gear there, so it was it was good times. They get good stuff. <laughs> Well, before we move on to our game, uh, which could be a, a can of worms in and of itself, oh, um, I had a couple. So um, we had a one um, recurring question that we've had is the, the self-inflicted wound. So um, not necessarily a literal wound, although some people have told like stories about like literally stepping on rocks or stabbing themselves. Oh, right. But <laughs> sometime when you sort of just like your own boneheadedness did you know it can be running related or not running related but like you just did something stupid and it was just fully your fault i mean back in the college days i'm sure like there was some some long nights and early mornings mm-hmm. that I, that could have gone it's a, it's a rough combo <laughs> although uh, yeah cl- close your ears zach but i've gotten really good at that on the post college really wow <laughs> uh, I, I think i hit the 20 the quarter century mark and i i can't burn the candle to as many ends as I used to. <laughs> it's re- a real thing. Like, I just, I can't stay up as late as I as I once did. And I remember oh, like, I being able to just stay up studying and, or other uh, things. What, what the listeners aren't seeing are the air quotes around the air. studying. <laughs> and then getting up and, like, pounding out a really good run and feeling amazing. And it's like, now if I stay up past midnight, I'm, like, just going to, oh, just a recovery run day, like, yeah. like, I just can't quite do it the same, with the same energy, and, or also can't, like, mentally, like, think that it's good for my training. I wish I had a better anecdote, but, I mean... You got I'm one, sure Zach? You ever sure really done something stupid? I can't honestly think of something. I... I have, like, a very literal self-inflicted wound. Go for wound it. That That's go always for. good, yeah. So, like, I got a, I, I have a, my feet are really messed up. Like, I have, like, really high arches and, like, weird feet. Side note about me. But as a result, I get really bad blisters when I run. So I'm, like, a big blister guy. Um, in my sophomore year, I popped one of said blisters um, and got, like, one of the worst infections of that's, all time. That's where this story, that's really? where self-inflicted wounds came no from. It's because this spring I did that. Really? And I was literally had to go to the ER and get IV antibiotics. Yeah, I was hospitalized for four days. Yeah, okay, so you understand. <laughs> you, this yeah, is all right, so this is a right common here. thing. Yeah. About the, this is the only time I've ever heard somebody be like, had any reaction beyond, like, what, what, why did you pop it? Why are you such an idiot? No, it was so bad. And, I'm like, glad. I was in an absence. I, just, I literally spent... Like it was it's, well. In fairness, it's only because I don't have a primary care physician. Well, I literally had to go to the ER three Double days in a row to get <laughs> yeah. IV antibiotics. Um, it was not fun at all. I um, do. I do have uh, the tradition of like I only race without socks on, mm-hmm. and mm. I feel like speaking of blisters, that's as I've transitioned into into spikes this season. It's been kind of like. A messy uh, transition of getting like my feet torn up, but still refusing to wear socks. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. showing me the really bad one. Yeah, yeah, not a couple. But yeah. I'm holding up okay now, but yeah, I've become my team's resident like blister inspector, yeah. um, which is you know a title I've worked hard for. Uh, but, <laughs> but depending on where the blisters are, that might not be. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, but yeah, I my this is a pretty minor one, but. Uh, this fall, I've come to terms with. I've always been very like anti smartwatch. I'm like, oh, you just you need to learn to like listen to your body and like mm. who needs a smartwatch? You can just like run off time and map runs after the fact. Yeah, okay. But I've done a couple, um, like some of these long long runs I've done. Like I always think that I'm running slower than I am, mm. and so I'll run like, you know, 
up, up to like a mile or a mile and a half longer than like I intended to just because mm-hmm. I just like you know didn't have a gps watch on because i'm just too like stubborn to get one and now i've talked so much shit about it that i just like feel like if i do get a gps watch everyone's gonna start just roasting me for it i'm I'm impressed by that that you're going actually longer like we had a bunch of those guys in college that i'm not gonna say any names but friend of the podcast daniel wynn (laughs) <laughs> Daniel liked to short run sometimes. We used sometimes. to call him wind miles. He would think he was running like six minute pace and the guy's running like seven, <laughs> like he'd finish a, a run and be like, yeah, that was seven miles and like GPS is five, dude. <laughs> Go figure. That that does seem like a humble brag. I apologize. No. no, no. <laughs> I, I feel um, like there's two extremes to the Garmin. Like you, if you don't like it, like that can happen. But at the same time, like you get those Garmin slaves who are like doing like little circles outside of the, like, where, you know, you you stop and they're doing the parking lot warriors and they do an extra, like, you know, 30-second jog to hit the total mileage. I'm not a fan of that. I love my Garmin, but I'm not a fan of that. I wear my Garmin, too, and I totally have no qualms about ending my run on a .95. Absolutely That's good. That's that's fucking amazing. I, (laughs) I always, like, overshoot it because I... I'm anal about something like that. And it's like you got you go the extra point one to like make it honest. But yeah. good for you because I'm I'm really bad about. I wish I had more integrity to yeah. just. We have a joke on the team that. that there's this one guy who uh, doesn't register fitness until he hits the full mile. So oh, he doesn't. Yeah, we were talking about that this yeah, morning. He, he's convinced that you know if he hits point nine five, the it does the point nine five. You might as well not. Yeah, run. it doesn't yeah. register. You got to get over the mile, and then that fitness registers in your body. Yeah. Um, and I'm I we joke about it, and then I remember that I think he actually believes it. <laughs> <laughs> some some of these, I will say, like a lot of the guys that I run with a lot, the thing that drives me crazy is the. At this point, hours of my life that I have lost to standing on our doorstep waiting for someone's wash to mm-hmm. sink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll just hit start without it even yeah, just, GPS loaded. Yeah, that and just whatever. This yeah. isn't necessarily just cause whatever. <laughs> just because you, you have a smartwatch does not mean that you have to post on Strava. But. Well, I was going to say, I think it's the dangers of Strava that cause that. Because all the guys I know who are super anal about it are all Strava, big Strava posters. Strava has literally turned all of Boston running into a dick measuring contest. Yeah. And, like, it's just... Yeah. We were just talking about it's this. A, it's a slippery slope. So my theory is, like, you don't want to leave the, leave the races and workouts. Right. And... Strava is just an extension of the social media age where mm. you're trying to post for other people what really is about your own personal pursuit of fitness and self-improvement. And I think Stra- the dangers of Strava is a really cool tool that can build inspiration for everyone. And it's a great record-keeping device. But I think going for a run, worrying about your pace surging on your buddy when you're trying to have a conversational long run or whatnot just because you're thinking about other people in the Strava verse that are looking at you is really dangerous yeah, and good. it's like it kind of takes away from the joy of running and like running yeah. with leaving your workout segment hunting is not running that's yeah. a, that's no, a I different. Mean, those are the records you don't want to have in my opinion yeah. it's like you don't put the bib number on when you're going for a right for a training run and yeah. let the results speak for themselves. <laughs> All right, we got one more. This is a this is a new segment that I thought of recently, um, but because I think it's kind of nice. Um, it's called "Thank You Next." Um, so, uh, this is the opportunity. It doesn't have to be running related at all. It can be. It doesn't have to be. But just. Shout out someone who did something nice for you this oh, week, like some, nice. you know, just like someone did you a solid or just a good person, and you just you just want to give them credit for that, you know? Yeah, spreading positivity. Yeah, I take that I a like lot. that. As nice. you know, being grateful. My uh, well, you think I can start off? I was I was thinking like again, so minor, but uh, my friend Sydney, who will never listen to this podcast in a million years, but um, <laughs> she will. Now. She's always. Um, She's very willing to be, like, the friend who puts the card down when there's, like, a big group meal and has people Venmo her. And that's, like, always annoying because, like, it makes your, like, credit card bill high and everyone's, like, annoying. You have to rely on people to, like, remember to actually Venmo you. And, like, it's a super pain in the ass. And it's so nice when you just have someone who will be like, oh, put it on my card. We'll figure it out. So uh, shout out to Sydney for just just always being that friend, you know? Go Mm -hmm. to brunch and... 
throw the car down and, and trust that people are going to Venmo you. Making lives easier for everybody else. Mm-hmm. You got one, Trev? Um, Alright, I'm going to say thank you to my dad for uh, hanging out with me for the week and going to watch me race at Club Nationals last weekend. That was really mm-hmm. cool. Nice. to spend a little quality father-son time with him out there. And it was... It was really, it was really a lot of fun because Club Nationals is unique in the way there's there's the open race and there's also the master field and this is probably the fifth or sixth time I've run that race and every year I go a bunch of masters are like oh where's your dad we have <laughs> did he race stories. no he just oh. went to watch he's he's not in his best shape but um, <laughs> were you guys we had a good time were you guys in Spokane the whole week or did you, did you travel yeah out? yeah I went out there on Thursday and spent a couple of days after him. Oh, after nice. with him um, until Tuesday, so it's really so, uh, Mr. Dunbar, good work. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think I have mine. Mine's running related. That's fine. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it thematic. Um, but uh, thank you next to uh, my friend Johnny Kemp's, um, who we we were doing this like 45 minute tempo, and I think the worst thing ever is when someone like catches you in a workout because you like you're like you're in front of them the whole time. You're supposed to be in front of them, and you catch them. That like so I in this situation he was up front and I caught him and like I feel like that's such a like that's such a defeatist thing that happens and like he is very much so the kind of person who just like keeps grinding with you instead of just like lets you pass mm-hmm. them so I was very impressed with him because like he I caught him at like the forty minute mark and he just toughed out he was like really working hard and just toughed out the last five minutes with me oh, and it just nice. made the made the workout better so I appreciate that mentality because I feel like it's a hard one to have yeah and that's yeah. when the going gets tough, like oh, in, yeah. in races too. It's oh, like being yeah. able to keep your hand on the burner when you're really in pain. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, good team. That's another good cross country thing, like the teammate mentality. Like when you get oh, to yeah. get those races where you get to run with like one of your one or two of your teammates for as long as you can. Like, it's always nice to have that uh, extra hand. I'm really bad at um, uh, like long progression run type things, which happen to be a staple of the training <laughs> that I do. <laughs> And so having having company for that like is always nice because like somebody who somebody who loves those and can keep like keep it pretty honest is yeah. like makes my life so much easier. It's a good one. All right. Well, we got uh, our game this week uh, in honor of your uh, truly being a Bostonian now. Oh. Uh, you know, like they always have like the end of the year. They have best of Boston. You see, like you know, restaurants Absolutely. and stuff have mm-hmm. those like best of Boston. Um, and so. Uh, we got um, a, a little bit of a uh, somewhat running edition. They're not all running related, but uh, you're, you're, we're going to do our own little best of Bostons for, uh, you know, the best things around town in terms of, um, you know, just things that are great. So, for example, like, where's, where, in your opinion, best long run spot in the Boston area? Definitely, definitely, definitely 30B. I yeah. say 30B is the BU language for Battle Road. Okay. Mm-hmm. Greater Boston running culture. Yeah. Battle Road's gotten some love on this pod before. Yeah, it's, it's a, a ridiculous one. trail. It's so nice. Yeah. Is that your favorite as well? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, without no a doubt. That place is so. That was the easiest question. Yeah, I was going to say. I like Battle Road. I, I will say, I, I don't think I've even done a long run there, but uh, people talk the Holliston Rail Trail is another. Uh, oh, I've been it's down a popular I don't like one. it as much as Battle Road, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. How far away is it's it? Good. Is that close? It's like 30 minutes away. Oh, it's not yeah. It's like Battle Road. Yeah. It's good for like tempos too because they're right. like long, flat, mm-hmm. straight sections. Um, best workout spot around town? Uh, I like our friends over at the Harvard Track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harvard, you got the, the Charles close by. Um, if you don't have access to the greatest indoor track in Boston, BU. Hey. <laughs> But um, they have really good facilities at Harvard, so I gotta say, just yeah, if like, only they let people use them. <laughs> <laughs> having those facilities open has been probably my favorite place. They're really, getting a, mixed, they're really getting a mixed review here on this podcast yeah. today. Oh, yeah. Both the enemies and the shit. Yeah, but you know how great it is when you. <laughs> yeah, I made a mental note to cut down my five minute rant into something yeah. a little more manageable. But, uh, <laughs> I'm guessing you're gonna say Brookline Reds. What do you think? I mean, it's tough. I, it's, it's definitely between. It's between Brookline and BC Res. Mm. Depends on the workout, yeah, I think, totally. and it depends on the, the clientele of the time. Sometimes the Brookline Res people can get Cr- can a little crowded. cranky, um, yeah. and a little crowded. Um, 
but at the same time, the BC res is named after BC, so that was points there. So it's like, <laughs> and you're right in the, right. Yeah, the heart of the one. The Boston one part of the Brookline res that makes me nervous every time is that little like narrow strip oh, by the, the house, building. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm always afraid I'm just going to take a bad stop it's step and go tumbling into the water. Around, it's almost exactly, which is kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's my other gripe is the fact that it's like seven <laughs> meters short. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's and like we, a little yeah. reservoir shed that just kind of. You have to tiptoe across a little bit. Right. But it's nice because it's close enough to 1,500 meters. You get what's called the Brookline, book, Brookline Res yeah. Boost. That's dirt, too. Right, so, no. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, I like, uh, well, I was going to say the the um, Harvard, not to the indoor track, but the 1,200-meter tempo loop is a good, uh, oh, yeah. that's actually like a little, also a little short of 1,200 meters. You want that, that's good. <laughs> um, and then if you, even if you factor in that it's 1,200 and not three-quarters of a mile, like if you do like three miles there, you actually should run like... 10 seconds mm. longer and I'm always lazy and like don't actually run the extra 10 seconds um but yeah that's a good one I like BC res too um yeah. can be windy good, though yeah um that's definitely uh I, I have a good um I, I like doing repeat K's on the BC res cause I have mm. like two good like markers of where the K's are it's like uh, this one specific tree and then the boat the house yeah. there so I think uh, Fresh Pond's underrated too. I don't know if that's the technical name of that place. I've never worked out a Fresh Pond. Yeah. I've, I've only I've done long runs there though. Yeah, it's it's, it's an underrated yeah. trail. It's I like nice. it for easy runs. Never worked out there either. Yeah, I've worked out there once. They don't love it when big groups come because the, like the park rangers will get mad. Yeah. But, like, we always play a game where um, if you do a long run at the Fresh Pond on the Fresh Pond loop for the first loop, you um, count every single dog. And before oh, yeah. the before the loop starts, everyone has to make their prediction on um, what how many dogs they think, and you win if you're closest yeah. um, by the end of the first loop. So it's good it's dog spotting. It's yeah, nice. makes the uh, makes the runs go by. In the summer, it's like you can get up, you can get like fifty. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it'll really get up there. It's good stuff. Best brewery <laughs> in Boston. Lamplighter Brewery. Lamplighter yeah. Wednesdays, baby. It's just. A stone's throw away from where I live, so <laughs> and I think they have really good beer, so I, I And you can bring your own food. Also critical. Yeah, they don't serve food, but their beer more than makes up for it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a good vibe too. <laughs> serve coffee throughout the day, it's just like what okay. more do you need? That sounds amazing. I've never been to Lamp. <laughs> you never been to Lamp. I've never. I know. I should. I, well, I'm we saving got, mine for post collegiate. Yes. Um, I was going to say post collegiate. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Dunbar when Wednesdays. Wednesdays. For, uh, <laughs> for a beer there right when they graduate. Yeah, the second we I step off that stage, I'm on a Lamp. <laughs> I was. Good. I was. I. I mean, I. It's like so. I feel like people think it's overrated, but I'm a. I like Harpoon. I knew you yeah. were gonna say that. I like. I, I mean, it's like it. You know, it's huge it. and it, it, it's a little basic, but like <laughs> you can't beat five dollar tours. Here's the thing if you've about, never done it before. Here's and, the thing about Harpoon. What? It's a great pretzel restaurant. And it's a... That a, serves beer. It, I totally agree. <laughs> That's its primary purpose. I've never gone, but I'm, I'm open to the So we're, all right, are we making a list of yeah. hangs to have? Yeah. We should do like a... To- that should be a special episode. We'll just go around. A mobile yeah. episode. <laughs> Boston Brewery Tour. That would yeah. actually be pretty fun. That actually... We'll, we'll have to figure out like an anniversary or something yeah, to yeah, do... Yeah. Uh, do that. That would be... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Record, like, five minutes at every brewery. That would yeah. be cool. We can just get pretzels at Harpoon, though. That's fine. I agree. The beer's not perfect, yeah. but the pretzels are remarkable. Uh, speaking of tours, actually, it's a little bit of a sidetrack, but uh, I just remembered, uh, it definitely has to come up on the podcast. Talk to us about the J.P. Licks Long Run. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. Um, the J.P. Licks Long Run... Um, you start at the TTC, uh, Track and Tennis Center, the greatest track in Boston. Um, and you just go to the six original locations of the original JP Licks ice cream places, and you have to get at least a scoop of ice cream. And if you're, if you if you're not from Boston, JP Licks is the best ice cream place in Boston. By far. And, they're good, and there are a bunch of them all over. Yeah, yeah there's like, I think there's 13, but you'd have to run like 40 miles to get to all of those. So we just stuck with the original six, um, and it's like a 16 and a half, 17 mile long run. Um, and it's fantastic. And uh, I did it over the summer with a couple of my buddies, all of whom except for one did not throw up the entire time. It worked. We averaged like six fifties. We kind of, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a perfect long run, but it was. Who is the poor bastard that threw up? Oh, Ian Anderson, one hundred percent. Yeah, the one who he he came in talking so much game and left, dude, talking less so. <laughs> <laughs> I when I remember when you guys posted about it, I misinterpreted that the fact that you were you were including. Like beer mile rules, like you were including these stops. Oh as yeah. Like 
part of the overall time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you guys ran like sub seven pace, including like stopping and eating uh, ice cream. That's uh, so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was informed that in fact you did not count the last no, time. No, no, we did the, not count that. Yeah. Although we got in and out every single one, except for the last one so fast. Like we would show up, be like, we're on a run. Can we like, there would be no line and they would be like, yeah. And they would like fire off our ice creams and just send us <laughs> out the door. I might add that they did this with, I, I wasn't here at the time, but I heard about it that, and one of our athletes, Brett Davidson, is lactose intolerant, and he's yeah. going on a 16-mile, six ice cream scoop long run. So like, these, are the well, kind of, yeah. these are the kind of crazy bastards I'm dealing with. Yeah. So I'm guessing you also stopped your watch for the bathroom breaks. No, well. I mean, he like will not eat cheese with his sandwiches, but we were like, you want to come on this ice cream uh, run with us? And he was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> that, that sounds like Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all I, my only request is that, uh, the next time this happens that I get the invite. Oh no, a hundred percent. It's, yeah. you know, I, I, we hope to return annually. <laughs> Sounds good. And Spangler loved it. I, oh I yeah. He wanted it. to come. So he, I think he was, he had some sort of knee injury of some kind, but like he had been talking, texting me all summer. Like when's the JP looks run? I want to come. When's the JP looks run? And <laughs> it rolled around and he had a very viable excuse not to come. I think he had some sort of, he wasn't in the, he wasn't quite in the, that's fair. In that's the shape fair. to do it, but awesome. next, next year he'll be there. I'm sure. I like it. <laughs> um, best Mexican place in Boston. I'll go with a, a Cambridge staple, uh, Jose's over there by Fresh Ponds. Really good. Check. I don't know if I've ever been there. I'll have to check it really out. Good smothered burritos, good tacos, really good margaritas. It's a good spot. All right. Mm. I like uh, I like Los Amigos and talk and, and Coolidge Corner. Yeah. I think that couple. place is a little Los underrated. Los Amigos is good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if everyone goes to Anna's Taqueria in Coolidge Corner because there's one right there. But I think I think Los Amigos is a little bit better. It's really close to BU too, which I like. I like um, I like Los Amigos. I also like Amelia's, um, which they have. I think they have one by Northeastern and then hmm. one like right down the street from my house, which is the more important part. Right. <laughs> um, and they have good. They have really good chipotle mayo. Which is like the the kicker oh, for me. Which is the hey, you're a big burrito guy, right? I'm a big burrito, big burrito guy. guy yeah. um, you know, shout out to to Scott, but uh, you know, locally <laughs> it's known. Um, <laughs> I love a you know like a big thick burrito in my mouth. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we cut that one out. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but yeah, uh, best flavor of Dunkin' Donut or best <sighs> variety? Do you have a? I'm. I am not a huge Dunkin' Donuts guy, but I appreciate oh my God, my the heart. convenience of the establishment <laughs> is everywhere here in Boston. Are you are you uh, a voodoo guy as a true West Coaster? I, yeah, voodoo kind of followed me around because yeah. was, I was originally Portland mm. and then I went transferred to U of O and then there was a voodoo in Eugene. I was like, oh my God. And then I moved to Colorado after college and there's a voodoo in Denver. So, <laughs> But now there's no voodoo out here. It's a really good spot. Best Dunkin' Donuts flavor, uh, they have a blueberry cake donut that's pretty good. I was going to say that. It's a controversial one because, like, it's not chocolatey, but, uh, like, it's a good one. It's yeah. A, yeah. All right. I'm big, dis- big Dunkin' Donuts guy. I worked there over the summer. Ooh. I worked at their, um, <laughs> oh, I worked at their wow. HQ um, doing operational data analytics, which is not as exciting. Not, it's just as not exciting as it sounds. Um, but I got to go to, like, where they make the donuts. Interesting. And I just had, like, a plain donut, mm. like, right out of the fryer, and it changed my mind on Dunkin' Donuts donuts forever. It was fantastic. Wow. It really is just the amount of time it takes for them to get it there to the store. So I'm convinced, like, I like, like just a plain, fresh donut. Fresh out of the for oven. For me, right out of the oven is the, is the yeah. best Dunkin' Donuts donut I've had. But if I was getting it out of the stores, I like blueberry, too. I like the blueberry is good. Um, yeah. Just, like, the classic, like, chocolate donut. Yeah. Although I will say... I haven't had Dunkin' Donuts um, since I did my 6, 12, 18, 24. Um, that was... Um, <laughs> when was this? this when was, was this? Uh, this summer, it was... Well, not, sorry, Zeb. It was my first run back <laughs> for yeah, after you, the outdoor season. Um, it was... Uh, we should do a whole episode on it sometimes, actually. Oh. Uh, it was pretty... Uh, Fascinating part of the running culture. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was, so our school record is, I think, I think it was like, <laughs> school ten, record. Yeah, so I, I think it was like 1040. It was like really fast. Um, and I was like, for a while, for a while I was on pace to, to close in on it. But um, 
the last couple beers and donuts, I I think I, like, lost focus a little bit. Like, I wasn't, like, actively trying to, like, put them down as fast as possible. Mm. And then, like, I realized I had too many left for the time, so I kind of just, like, coasted How many beers, how many miles, how many donuts, and uh, how many chains? Well... 24 wings, obviously. <laughs> no, uh, uh, 12. So interesting. So initially, I, I bought 24 donuts because I was like, maybe I'll want to do donuts. And everyone told me they're like, the donuts is the hardest part. Do 12 huh. donuts. And I was like, no, like, I'll buy 24. Like, I eat a lot of sugar. Like, I, you know, if I just eat like that and like nothing mm-hmm. else, like, I feel like I'll be fine. I can confirm that, in fact, because I think it's like, so 18 donuts is like 4,500 calories. And yeah. 24 was, like, 5,500, something like that. Oh, my God. So it's a lot of food. And uh, I did... So I ended up doing 18... I ended up doubling and getting in the last six miles and then doing 18 donuts. And the last couple donuts was, like, I was... <laughs> I had... I, like, would just have, like, one bite at a time and then, like, drink a bunch of water. And then I would actually had... Um, I'm like, I need, like, something else that's, like, not donut to, like, consume to balance it out. And, like, the only thing I had in my fridge that worked was baby carrots. So (laughs) I would have, like, a bite of a donut and then, like, a couple of baby carrots and then, like, another bite of a donut. It was so... I, so I so I got sub twelve. I, I did eleven fifty nine was my like secondary goal after uh, not getting the good. school record. But uh, yeah, it was hard. I'm glad I'm I'm glad to have be able to say that I did it. But I also n- never want to do it again. <laughs> um, it takes a lot out of you. Accounting. Accounting. Yeah, accounting final. All I'm right. done after that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm so hyped. This was a controversial. Uh, controversial one to to wrap it up but seasonal for the season I, I asked this on instagram a couple weeks ago and got some interesting answers uh best christmas song and i will when i asked this before i said uh best christmas song that is not all i want for christmas is you because mm. i think that that's like the universal yeah. like yeah is that your favorite i mean i think that's just empirically the best mm. one but mm. <laughs> wow see i disagree with that okay let's hear it i'm very Firmly believer in this is the greatest Christmas song, Last Christmas by Wham. Yeah. Michael <laughs> killing it. And what makes that song even better is go and watch the music video. And it's amazing. They're in a ski lodge. <laughs> it is such an 80s vibe. It is a special. It's friendships. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm picturing so, like a very Top Gun volleyball montage type aesthetic but yeah george michael's mullet is exceptional, exceptional. that is an amazing there's also a lot song. of good covers of that one mm-hmm. like there's a good ariana grande cover Ooh. there's a there's a good uh t- uh taylor swift cover i think oh like yeah. i like the last the wham version yeah. of that song i'm gonna have to go deep cut god rest you merry gentlemen by the bare naked ladies Oh, we're going the, specifically the BNL cover. Like, yeah. <laughs> only, yeah, the Bare Naked Ladies cover there. Um, big fan of that. Uh, big fan of Sarah McLaughlin coming in in the middle of the song. Nice. Um, Love it. Yeah, that's got to be mine. I will say... Uh, you know, I mean, this might be controversial because of all the the discourse around it, but I do love Baby It's Cold Outside. Mm. Um, I'm a big the believer in the... Version. It's an empowered... Um, my favorite version is uh, James Taylor and Natalie Cole. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely less because, like, it's James Taylor. Like, he can't right. be creepy. Like, he's James right. Taylor. Um, uh, definitely take the logic of... That, that, uh, that song was written in a creepy mindset. Right. Well, so people always, it's people a, always it's a argue fight, about right? it. Yeah. I, I take the track of the, like, it's about, like, being enlightened and, like, empower, like empowering women to be sex positive in yeah, an era everyone, everyone when they weren't decisions. able to be. Yeah. Um, but I will say my other, my somewhat joking answer, um, that I highly recommend, however, is, um, Drummer Boy by Justin Bieber featuring Busta Rhymes. Mm. If you've never heard that song, it's literally amazing. Um, Is that from his Mistletoe album? Oh yeah. Definitely definitely underrated. Yeah. The new John Legend Christmas album is very good. Mm. Legendary um, there's lines like, um, well, first of all, Buster Rhymes obviously raps a vor- verse um, that is amazing. But then also there's a line where Justin Bieber says, um, 
uh, playing for the king, playing for the title. I'm surprised you didn't hear this in the Bible. Uh-huh. That's, Unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's that level. It's pretty amazing. Um, and uh, to wrap it all up, uh, we finish our episodes, as Trevor knows all too well. Same three questions we ask of our guests every week. Um, every every week we don't put these out every week anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, we go rapid fire style. It can be a, a, you can uh, double down on whatever you said in the yeah, spring. I don't even remember, or you can just come up with a new one. I know what I said. But uh, first up is your Instagram crush. Doesn't have to be like a crush crush. It can be like it can be a crush, but it's just like something you're you're feeling on the gram. You think it's cool. You think it's rad. Nice. Um, it- People okay. have said, like, Twitter, like, it could just be, like, internet generally. It does not necessarily have to be Instagram, Instagram if you're not a big crush. gram person. Okay. okay. I would have to say, if you know me, you know that I love golf. It is my main hobby. <laughs> and I'm a big Michelle Wee guy. She is my Instagram crush for sure. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man, I got to think about it now. Um... Who is great on Instagram? I don't know. I feel like I've been, I've like just started getting into like the running, like Instagram vibes. Like I had never, I'd only used Instagram to follow <laughs> friends and now I'm using it to like follow people in the running community. It does not, people have said like, like meme accounts, like famous dogs. Oh, like okay. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I think this person's a cutie. Like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. That makes it easier. I also, uh, I think. what I, my pervy mind goes to. Oh yeah. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I mean, it can be, I think this person's a cutie. I've had a couple of those. Um, I will say, I think I think this thing has said this already, but I feel like people recently have discovered that Ali Ostrander is hilarious on Instagram. Oh, yeah. yeah my Alaskan. I'm a huge Yeah. Alien she's fan. so funny. And people, and I've known this for years. Like I've been like a team Alio from day one, but like yeah. she's hilarious and I highly recommend <laughs> um, she's, but I've said her before, so I can't use her again. I'll okay. say if you're thinking. Well, my other answer is tre- is just the general vibe of Trevor's favorite um, phrase on Instagram, which is what is what your dial. F- Di- oh, I like dial new and new language. Yeah, I am a big yeah. fan of the new language movement, yeah. which was just recently explained to me. So that might be my actual answer. That's just a good all one, new yeah. language is like fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've been liking when people. Uh, like, some people will do the thing. I I wish I could do it, but I feel like I'm not, like, cool and hipster enough to do it. Where, like, they'll just post, like, to their story, like, a bunch of different, like, like basically just, like, aesthetic, like, Ooh. like, five things in a row of just, like, random things that they feel like can encapsulate their, like, mood that day. Like, I think that that is entertaining, but I feel like I'm not cool enough to pull that off. I'm just not self-aware enough, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, oh, I was going to say my Instagram crush this week, since uh, if he hears this, it'll make him happy, is uh, my boy Morgan Hearthrob Pearson. Nice. He's been real, um, he's been real extra on the gram lately, um, and I I always appreciate that. Um, He tagged me in something today where it was like, tag your like runners who keep you going and he tagged like all of American Distance Project and then me so yeah I guess so you know I, the crush goes both ways Morgan you know uh-huh. it's mutual um, the next is uh, your go to karaoke song someone hands you the mic <sighs> it's your time to shine hand me the mic and I think I'm gonna go I don't know if I said this last time. I'm gonna go, Paul Simon. You can call me out. Oh, nice, great answer. Yeah. Used to be my ringtone for a while. Nice. Just like the the da 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 da. That was my ringtone. Yeah. Fun lyrics in that one. Not yeah. quite sure what they mean, but it's as new language as it gets. Yeah. I like yeah. That. Oh, ooh, there it is. Combining mm-hmm. the two questions, I like that. Zach. Um, I'm gonna go similar era. Elton John. I'm still standing. Oh, nice. Yeah, big Elton John guy. Uh, your song by Elton John is Oof. what I want to, the first dance of my wedding to be. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. I love that song. There's a new um, movie coming out with him. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, I'm going to go, this is a spoken from experience. We were doing karaoke the other night um, at a holiday party, and uh, one of my friends was attempting to sing Hips Don't Lie by Shakira. Oh, Classic holiday and song. learned midway through the song that he did not know any of the words. <laughs> um, oh, and God. was like really, really struggling. And I was like, I can do this. So I rescued him midway oh, through and I just yeah. like took it's him like, like, let me finish this song for you because you were really, 
you're having a time of it. Mm. Um, and last but not least, uh, your death row meal. You're going to the chair. Mm. You got one last meal on this earth. What are you well, eating? Well, me and David were talking about it here before the podcast that we are going to get Shake Shack after this podcast so right <laughs> Sounds now good to that, me. Yeah. I can't get my mind off of that meal so that's this is a tradition we we yeah. got Shake Shack after the last episode we're just yeah. every whenever we have Trevor come on every six months it's we'll just get our Shake Shack yeah, get everything there <laughs> yeah. Shake Shack that's a good one um god I really wish I it's very unfair that he got to hear these first uh, <laughs> no um I would have to go I'm a big taco guy. I think I would love just like a, to finish it off with a taco. Yeah. A big New England clam chowder too, though. Not in combination, but I... You I, could I, have both if you want. I, I you feel like that would be distasteful. So I, I would have to decide between those, and depending on what mood I was in on death row, I would go between those That's two. Fair, I like that. I'm going to double down on the Shake Shack. That's not a bad answer. Yeah. Um, specifically the, the like custardy milkshakes. Those are so good. Like That's mm. the best part of Shake Shack. Oh, I, I actually... Shake Shack burgers are, like, good, but they're not, like, the best. Like, Five Guys burgers, I think, are better than Shake Shack burgers. But the shakes, man. The shakes it's good. good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, boys, and yeah. dealing with our technical difficulties and our, you know, late Sunday night. Zach's, you know, procrastinating on a final to be here. Yeah, it's all right. Need to study. Yeah. We weathered the storm, as true Bostonians do. Exactly. And yeah, no storms yet. Knock on wood. It's only gonna make me stronger for the testimony. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, this has been awesome. We'll have to. We'll have next time. There's when Trevor, you know, gets married or something. Next big life event. We'll, right, yeah. uh, you know, have him on. Next time, he makes ladies, him. <laughs> he's single. So Ooh. we also um, like him as our assistant coach. So let's keep him in Boston for a little bit. Before yeah, you, that's uh, fair. You move him out of here. <laughs> until next episode. Uh, until next time. I've been Dave Melly, and this is Run Your Mouth. Trevor gave me a look when I said he was Ooh, single. I was going to say. <laughs>